Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back. Silver and Black today as we hit the home stretch. We're around the bend heading for the finish line. Yes, we are. Mo Moten, Scott Branson with you. Again, please subscribe to the show if you don't already do so. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Okay, Mo, let's get to the Raider Nation mailbag. I got it right here. You can hear the card. See? Now, hopefully, hopefully, well, we, we, got, we got into some food conversation last oh. time along with some <coughs> dating advice from Mo. Oh, oh, my gosh. Because he's Midtown Mo, so. But we don't have any of those this week. It's pretty straight this week. I don't know what happened to you guys out there. You lost your sense of humor. What what is going? All right, here we go. Our good friend Gary Harkin Reader, of course, he writes in every show, and we are happy to read his stuff. He's got a wild one this time. He calls it a wild one. He says, "Hey guys, how about this trade car to New Orleans for Andy Dalton and a third round draft pick? Dalton's process oriented doesn't run. Maybe draft a quarterback." including maybe Sean Clifford from Penn State, although I think he'll be undrafted. Um, Franklin didn't ruin Clifford like he ruined Hackenberg. <laughs> Clifford is a process-oriented quarterback. He trusted the system, went through coordinators, can navigate in the pocket and throws a, knee, a nice deep ball. Ultimately, it might depend on Devontae Adams will play with. The Raiders will probably sit down uh, Devontae Adams and go over all possible scenarios. That's Gary Harkin Reader again. So the trade, uh, Andy Dalton is a free agent. Correct. Yes, he's going to be a yes. free agent. He's going to be free mm-hmm. agent, so you can't really trade for him, uh, Gary. But I get what you're saying there. I mentioned Dalton earlier in the show, um, mm-hmm. and so as a possible backup, maybe. But his point about I want to hit on this uh, again, Gary. Thank you for the note. Is and you talked about it last segment. When we were talking about Brady and Rogers and so on. Devonte Adams. Now 
they have to keep Devontae Adams on the plan. They got to keep him on the train saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you guys. Uh, when that conversation happens, um, it, do you think there's still a possibility of that going south at all? I think so. It depends on what the Raiders do. As I said in, in the earlier segment, if your plan is to start Jared Stidham or to sign Jacoby Brissett, I don't see how that makes Adams feel good about your quarterback plan. So the Raiders, this is why I say the Raiders are stuck in a very difficult position because on one hand, you want to build for the future, you want to make the best decisions, but on the other hand, you have a arguably the best wide receiver in the league still in his prime years, and you don't want to waste those prime years. And you also don't want him to want to ask, ask out after playing with a, with a backup quarterback after you got rid of his buddy. Now, he's he's all about business. I get it. He understands it's a business. The car had, has to go, and they made the decision to move on. But at the same time, he's probably looking at it as, okay, if you guys aren't going to bring in a, a respectable replacement, then what am I doing here, wasting away my best years? So it's a very odd situation. This is why I don't like the Andy Dalton type of plan because one Andy Dalton is going to have to learn the offense and he's a veteran this is why to me the quarterback pool for the Raiders is very I don't say very small but it's it's small if it's not a Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo it's probably Jacoby Brissett or Jared Stidham Mm. so and and if I and even if the Raiders were trading Derek Carr to any team I would be asking for at least a second round pick not a third yeah why a second round pick because Derek Carr to me and Jeremy Fowler has said this. I'm not, it's not just me saying this. A lot of talent evaluators out there see Derek Carr as a top 10 level quarterback. Well, if he is and, and the team see him that way, we need at least we need a second round pick. Oh, yeah. Third. Yeah. If that's if that's where he is, then yeah, absolutely. No question. All right. There you go. Gary, thank you so much for your question, as always. All right, on to question number two. Uh, guys, if the Raiders go young at quarterback, do you trade Darren Waller or do you keep him? Oh, sorry, I can't read my own writing. Or do you keep him? Uh, that's John in San Bernardino. John, thank you, man. That's a first-time uh, note, by the way, email that he sent in. Uh, Raiders go young. So so we're, we're setting the stage here. They go young like I want them to. And um, do they trade Waller? We've talked about it. I've said that they should trade Waller if they can find a partner and get good draft capital but at the same time Mo I kind of oscillate in my head to say well geez whether it's Brady or a young quarterback I might want a Waller I know it's an uncertainty with the injury history he's had the last two years but man to have that kind of talent for a young quarterback to dump the ball off to especially underneath would be really great to me it depends on the makeup of the roster if you're in a position where you're picking between let's say Darren Waller or Josh Jacobs then you trade Darren Waller if you, if you have to keep one of them. <laughs> Agreed. But but in the best case scenario, you try to keep all your playmakers because you said whether it's Tom, whether it's Tom Brady or another veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo or a young guy, you want him to have all the weapons Everything. available to him so that he yep. can succeed. Because who knows? You get a rookie quarterback, he may get you to the playoffs. Who knows? I mean, Mac <laughs> Jones went ten and seven as a rookie in, with the New England Patriots. If if the Raiders build a, a, a decent supporting cast around a rookie quarterback, they could still make a playoff run. I know it sounds far fetched because Josh McDaniels has not garnered a lot of trust from the fan base. Mm-hmm. But just because you go with a rookie quarterback doesn't mean it's a lost year and you're not going to the playoffs. If you have a strong supporting cast and that would include a Darren Waller, you can make some moves and who knows, shock some people. I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers almost made the playoffs this year with Kenny Pickett. 
I mean, they went nine and eight. Yeah. They they missed it. They missed it by a slither because the Miami Dolphins won their game against the Jets, who who didn't have a healthy quarterback. But they had a rookie quarterback out there, and they almost made the playoffs. So I wouldn't discount a Raider team that starts a rookie quarterback. So you want to keep all your weapons, as many of them as you can. Right, and 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 you don't know rookie quarterbacks. It, it's a gamble from the perspective of it could take them a year to develop. It could take them four games. I mean, you just you don't know. So to your point about that one. Uh, but great question from John in San Bernardino. Also, the Brock Purdy story, 7-0. and I mean, if they if they don't win those seven games, they don't get in the playoffs. Exactly. So it, it's, all, it's all about the supporting cast, though, and that's the good yes. thing, and I, I know we're going to hammer this point. We've hammered this point a lot lately. You get a rookie quarterback or a quarterback on a cheap deal, it allows you to build up that supporting cast and possibly get your team to the playoffs because now you could spend a lot more on your defense. You could spend a lot more at right tackle. You could spend a lot more at guard. So that's the benefit of getting a rookie or getting a cheap guy like Brissett or Jared Stidham is that the rest of your team could take a significant leap. Yeah, absolutely. Way to answer. Okay, uh, thank you again, John San Bernardino. We move on to our next question. Got a couple left here before the show is over. This one is for you, Mo, uh, particularly. It says, hey, Mo, uh, what's your view of Hunter Renfro? I love him, but can he stay healthy? With his size and now his injury history, I'm concerned, especially since they just gave him that contract extension last year. That's Alex in Las Vegas. Alex in Las Vegas, thank you. Hunter Renfro, Mo, I know how much you liked him. I liked him as a player. He's been on this show, obviously, as a contributor. Um, but the last couple of years, uh, have, have, I think the size, what he's been asked to do, has been very difficult for him. We saw him break down this year because of injuries. What's your kind of long view on Hunter Renfro on this Raiders team? I think it's a little bit of recency bias. Before this year, he mm. only missed three football games. Mm. I mean, I get it. He wasn't healthy this year. He got banged up multiple times, but I wouldn't label him injury prone yet. I think we fall into this trap of we la we 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 label a player based on what we last saw. Mm. So Hunter Renfro missed what? He missed seven games this past season. So now everyone wants to say, oh, he's injury prone. He's too weak. Can't play on this level of his size. Now, while I will agree he, sh he needs to bulk up a little bit, I will also say that if I'm the Raiders and I want Hunter Renfro to be a big part of the passing attack, I would take him off punt returns. Yeah. Don't, ex don't expose him to the extra hits on special teams. Just have him play wide receiver. Yes, he can bulk up a little bit, but take some of those extra hits off him that he, that he absorbs on punt returns. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that because I think the Raiders need to focus. It, it, can, it can be later in the draft or it can be undrafted free agents. They need to focus on finding some specialty, uh, special teams guys, including kick return, punt return. They have to. They, they have not. Hunter Renfro, to your point, and by the way, from his rookie season, to be, to be fair, Alex, he did, he did get bigger. He bulked up and, and, and got stronger. We talked, I talked to him. I interviewed him in Las Vegas after that first season. Uh, where he got a little banged up, he had broken a rib and all that, and he—that's what he said. He said, "Yeah, I got to get stronger," and I think he has. I think you know, head injuries—that's not player control. That's not your size. Head injuries happen. You can't control that stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. so so I'm not even counting that against him. I think you're right about the recency bias uh, on that one. And 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 he is when he's used appropriately. That's the other key. When he's used appropriately, then then he delivers. And I think that they have to figure out how you use him more. Uh, in that way and make him successful. But I, I, I like Hunter Renfro. They're in on him. Uh, they don't have an out, I think, for two years. And so I, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be a big part of that offense moving forward. All right, Alex, 
thank you so much as well and, on that one. And Hunter, if you're listening to the show, he's probably not. But if just in case he is listening, <laughs> we're not saying you have to come back and be have a body like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just no. Add, I have five to ten pounds of muscle, fine. But I would still, regardless, I would take him off a punt returns because again, if he's going to be an intricate part of your offense. Don't expose the guy to extra hits on special teams. A lot of collisions happen on those plays. Yeah. And punt returns are such a smaller part of the game now. You don't want to risk a key player on that in that phase. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, go get go get a young un, uh, undrafted free agent that's got some speed to do that. All right. We move on. Our last question on the day comes from Alan in Henderson, Nevada, right near the Raiders uh, training facility there. And this one also is for you, Mo. It says, hey, Mo, when do you think the Raiders – are going to decide on Josh Jacobs and what does he get? Does he get a new contract or do you think they may franchise tag him depending on what they do at quarterback? Again, that's Allen and Henderson, Josh Jacobs timeline. Of course, patient fans are impatient and I understand why when I'm a fan of a team and, and you go into the off season, I want to know what they're doing. Uh, this, this Josh Jacobs situation, he certainly sent all the signals that he'd like to resign in Las Vegas. You and I both said that he was a must resign in Las Vegas. I still believe that. When you look at the timing and the structure here, does this also depend on what they do at quarterback? If they go get Brady uh, or they and they go get a couple other free agents, do you think there's any chance at tagging him? I don't think so. I think this is a Mark Davis, Dave Ziegler special like we saw last year, which is they want to take care of the guy so he feels good about where he's at and that he's part of the Raider Nation family. Ah, something we finally disagree on. I, I think <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's prudent for the Raiders to tag him. And I ah. say that because it buys them time to see what they're going to do at the quarterback position because I don't I don't think this is gonna happen. But mm-hmm. let's say they do bring in Aaron Rodgers. Now you're crunched for cap space. Your you your financial resources are depleted. So it may change how you handle a Josh Jacobs. And then if you if you can't come to an agreement, then you can make a move and, and you know he can go somewhere else. But I think the Raiders should figure out what they're going to do at quarterback before they decide what they're going to do with Josh Jacobs, simply because there's so many ways that this quarterback plan could pan out. Is it Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Jacoby Brissett or or Jared Sidham a cheaper a cheaper contract? Now if they know they're going to go the cheaper route and not spell and not spend a lot of money. Then you take care of Josh Jacobs right away. You give him the multi-year deal because your quarterback is going to need that help. But if you go for an upper echelon quarterback, then you may say, we don't want to pay Josh Jacobs 15, 16 million because we've, we're going to have to pay Aaron Rodgers or we're going to have to pay Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady is going to cost a lot less, but it may make you think, can we get the same amount of production or 80% of Josh Jacobs with a, a running back duo or a three-headed three-headed backfield or something of that nature, you have to balance the checkbook, so to speak. But franchise tag him doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to play under the franchise tag. It just gives you some flexibility to see what you're going to do in other areas before you spend the money on a running back position where there could be quick turnover. Now, I know a lot of teams have kept their top running backs. Nick Chubb is still in Cleveland. Derrick Henry is still in Tennessee. Dalvin Cook is still with the with the Vikings, and they re-signed new deals. Typically, a team that has a top running back in recent years, they've re-signed that running back on a second deal, and I think that's the route the Raiders are going to go. But again, franchise tagging him just gives you leeway of what you're willing to spend. Are you going to come close to resetting the market at $15, 16000000 or are you going to try to negotiate him down to about 12 or $13 million? 
Yeah, and and again, you have to have the the quarterback's a more important position. It just is, and and so so depending what happens there, I think he'll do it. I, I think you're right. I think it makes sense your argument that that they tag him. I think though that the way things fall, getting a young quarterback, which I'm I'm rooting for and think that they'll do, hopefully, uh, is is the way, and that they'll be able to to have the money to sign Josh Jacobs if they do that. So we'll see if it all works out. But who knows? We're just two guys talking football. Because there, here's here's another X factor. Let's say the Raiders and Derek Carr come to an agreement and and yeah. on a trade, and they get a second round pick, and they figure, okay, Josh Jacobs wants too much, and we're not willing to pay him what he's asking for. Because remember, he said it has to make sense. He didn't say he would take sense. a hometown no. discount. He said it no. has to make sense. Right. And to me, what that says that business wise, has that money has to be there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking not to necessarily reset the market. But I want to be close to the top of it, top five running back money at my age, at my position. Now, he's young, but running backs can come and go very, very quickly in the NFL. Yes. Yep. So to me, I think he's going to want a lucrative deal. And if you can get a second-round pick for Derek Carr, maybe you can get a top running back out of the draft at a much cheaper price. Absolutely. Oh, man, it's going to be interesting to watch. Allen in Henderson, thank you for your question. All right, well, that's uh, that's it. That's a wrap for us, man. We are done with the show uh, and and for the shows this week. I mean, it's just flown by. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast quickly or did it go slow for you again this time no this was pretty quick (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'll tell you what that's all good stuff um mo we're going to again connect next week if there's breaking news or something like that we might see you again but until then, um, we'll see what happens. I, we anticipate we'll start to see some movement around the NFL. We'll start to see at least a lot more chatter of what's happening uh, with the Super Bowl approaching. The Raiders have that date of February 15th bearing down on the Derek Carr situation. We would love to wish Derek Carr the best wherever he goes and move on from having to talk about Derek Carr. So hopefully the Raiders are able to consummate either a deal or they release him on the 15th. Uh, but we'll talk about that as well. Do us a favor. If you want to be involved in the mail portion of the program, just mail us at mail at silver and black today. Email us at silver and black today.com. That's mail at silver and black today.com. Also subscribe to the show. Also subscribe and hit the notifications bell. 
on YouTube. Make sure you follow Mo, Mo Moton on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, and I am at L V Gully. Mo, excuse me, talk. I know you're going to be busy watching and covering the Pro Bowl, right? Absolutely not. I'm going to be having tacos and a smoothie. I'm going to kick Wait a back. minute. You're, you're not going to write a game story about the flag football game? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, the I, Pro Bowl. Know, go, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, the Pro Bowl never made sense the way it was. So, actually, them switching it to this, I think, as a fan event, is great. Like, not for the football. Yeah. But to, right. I actually argued years ago that this was this is what they should have done. They should have moved to Las Vegas, make some sort of event out of it. Now, I don't know if the flag football and some of the others. I want them to bring back the quarterback challenge. That was fun when they did that. But mm-hmm. but they I think they're on to the right idea here. Make it as just a destination for fans who can't mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl because Super Bowl minimum tickets five grand. I can go to Vegas for the weekend for the game for the flag football game and the activities for less than that. So for the whole family. So do that. So I like that piece of it. It's not that I want to watch any of it, but if I was going to go to it, I think it's a good opportunity for fans to get autographs. I think they should make the players available for people. That makes sense, but clearly not something you're going to be covering for Bleacher Report. While the fans are out there having, fans and players out there, you know, having fun playing flag football, I'll be digging deeper into some other draft prospects. So that's how I'll be spending my time in a more uh, effective manner than watching, you know, just guys run around the grass and have fun. That I mean, that's great for the Manning brothers. That's yeah. great for the Manning brothers. They're, they have their little thing going, the flag football teams. That's great and everything. And I'm sure there'll be someone to break it down at Bleach Report. It just won't be me. <laughs> uh, thank goodness for that. That's 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 what you call teamwork, guys, willing to take yes. the bullet for the team and, and cover that event. Because I, I don't think I've covered the Pro Bowl in over a decade. Especially if they're young out of school. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, usually yeah, the beginning of something. Your first six months here at Bleach Report, here you go. Yeah, that, that's that's the seniority thing. Like, look, I, yes. I did it too. When I first came in, I had to sit there and watch the Pro Bowl. I remember those years. Thank goodness I'm way past that. But I'll leave it to the young guns to hand, handle quick, that event. Quick, true story, sports writing story. So I am, a, I am a college sports intern at the Las Vegas Sun in Las Vegas, which is the afternoon paper, used to be afternoon paper, long story. It really is not not much now, but anyway, the Las Vegas Sun. So I was an intern. So I would go in the sports department, do a lot of, if you guys, younger people won't remember this or understand it, but agate page, which was all the the, the stat page. Mm -hmm. You probably didn't even have to do that in college, did you? I didn't. Okay. But you know what it is. It's the old, in the old days, old farts like me, You'd go, that's where you got your stats. You didn't go online. It was just a stat. It was all the stats on the back page, the box scores, all that stuff. So as an intern, you did that, but then they would send you get assignments, right? Ooh, I get to actually write. So they sent me to El Dorado High School in Las Vegas to cover a woman's basketball, a girls' basketball game, girls' high school basketball game. It was, and, and listen, I, I traveled with UNLV women's basketball and, and God rest his soul, my good friend, Coach Jim Bola, and loved it. I loved the girls. I loved watching the game. I loved it all. But high school basketball in Las Vegas at this point, you're talking about the early 90s. The final score of the game was 13 to 12. 13 to 12. 13 to 12. And I had to write a game story. <laughs> it was harder than any test I ever took in college. Like, there's no action. There's no pivotal moment, even though it was a one-point game. Nobody hit free throw. I mean, it was just, it was, it was terrible. 
And this is why Scott dislikes the WNBA today. I think this it might be like a mental me. block there. <laughs> it brings back Woo! old memories. Yeah, old I get, wounds. I get, twi- I get twitches. I'm just start twitching. Old but, wounds. But, but in college, when I traveled with UNLV, man, you know how many great games I saw and great players I saw? I mean, just girls who could shoot the lights out. I mean, it was awesome. But but not not in high school in Las Vegas. Now it's, the city's gotten bigger. It's a lot better there. A lot of influx from California. The schools are much better. So there you by go. The but way, anyway. Scott, by the way, Scott, Kenneth Park on the Las Vegas Aces. Mark Davis swinging big for stars, which means Tom Brady is next. <laughs> Look out for that. Candace Park I, on the Aces, Tom Brady on the Raiders. I'm calling I, it right now. I'm waiting for the Candace Parker, Tom Brady poster. Yes, we'll put it on the mm-hmm. wall right here behind on the set. Big money Vegas, I'm telling you. I, I will. Hey, look, I'm not a WNBA fan. I don't watch it. I don't want to watch it. But I'll tell you, Mark Davis, he's figuring it out in WNBA. Hopefully he can figure it out in the NFL. I mean, he's. I mean, that's the bigger property. It makes the most more money, all that stuff. It's like, come on, dude, make your team a champion on that side. I don't know why. It's because he picked the right people. And it's probably because he doesn't know enough about the WNBA to even meddle. Meddle. Yeah, and go. so now they're winning, so you got to give them credit and all the props up to the ladies out there who now look like a super team. Absolutely. Las Vegas, I'll be watching the Las Vegas Aces come in the upcoming season, so don't worry. If Scott won't watch you, I'll, I'll throw in some support because that's, that looks that's like only, it's going to be a championship team. That's only because he's single. Moe's got your back. Not true, don't listen. Moe's got your back. That's where Moe's going to, he's going to request a credential for the Liberty game. <laughs> the Aces are in. And next thing you know, he's dating. He's in a feud with Darren Waller because he's dating Kelsey Plum. Oh it's going to be gosh. a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> All you right. Got me, you got me as a true troublemaker on this show. <laughs> All right. We are out of here. Uh, Mo, my friend, take care, buddy. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Take care, buddy. All right. There you have it. Silver and black today. Thanks for uh, it letting us go at the end there and just going on tangents. We do that sometimes. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy it. It's the off season. We don't do that during the season enough. So we're going to have fun with it and we'll do some more this summer. I'm sure for Mo Moten and our producer, David Stepanian, I am Scalkle Branson. This has been silver and black today an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see you next time. <laughs>